The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talents in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him. And give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. And at this time, I ask for all the young and the young at heart forward for a special message.
each and every one of us, each and every one of you, each and every one of these people out here in that gift is a gift of faith. We have to trust God with all we need to be able to The parable we just read from Jesus that, that talks about people who were given a gift that didn't, uh, somebody who didn't answer very well, he just kind of dug it in the ground. You know, what good is treasure if it's buried in the ground? Is it, did it, did it get more? Did it grow? No, it's just what you have left there. And so what Jesus was saying is we take these gifts that we've been given and we use them. We share them with one another. We trade them by helping one another and being kind with one another by feeding those who are hungry. And Jesus says what that does is it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And the treasure we have and things that we've been given will be in return as much as we want. Can you join me in prayer? Precious God, thank you for the gifts that you have given us. Help us to use them, uh, to love you, and to love our neighbors. Amen. Would you pray with me? God, you have not destined us for wrath, but for the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. Save us now from the worries of this world. Save us from the evils that we commit against one another. Save us by the love and the mercy of your grace shown in these gifts that you have so richly given to us. Strengthen us now through the gift of your word, and as we feast on the body and blood of your Son in this meal, prepare us not only for today, but for tomorrow and all the years to come. All these things and all the things of our hearts we look before you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some people say that investments are too much like gambling. You take a risk and play the odds on numerous variables, hoping and praying for a big payout, praying that you don't take a loss. As kids, we invested in trading cards and limited edition dolls and collector stamps or limited print coins. Some people invest in stocks, others in savings bonds. Some buy up gold and silver and watch the value rise and rise each and every day. The opportunity and the option for making investments are numerous. And we have a lot of choices to make to ensure that the gifts we've been given, the investments we make, turn a profit and bear fruit. That's what this master in Jesus' parable is talking about today. He entrusts talents, a unit of money which was equal to about 60 pounds of gold to three slaves. And left them to tend to the gifts that they had been given. The gifts that they had been trusted with. Now for these three slaves, that's no small sum. And while their master was away, two of them put their master's gifts to work, earning a double profit from their initial investment. But then there's that one 
the one who didn't think his master was worthy of any return apart from what he had already given. The slave called his master shrewd and unfair, gathering where he did not plan. And so basically, he called his master a thief. Do we think that God is a thief? Do we look at our lives and think of our, our friends, our, our spouses who have died, the, the suffering of the children around us and around the world, the agony on the faces of the hungry and the homeless, and think, God, why did you take these people from me? Why do these people suffer so? I'm here to say it's okay if you do. It's okay if we all do. What this parable teaches us is that the master doesn't get angry with this slave for questioning him. He doesn't deny the the judgment that this, this slave has carried out. He doesn't discipline him for thinking that he's a shrewd man. Gathering where he did not plant and reaping where he did not sow. But what... What does anger the master is that the servant didn't take proper care of the gifts that he had been trusted with. We know and hope to know by the promise and the power of Jesus' resurrection that God does not cause people to die or to suffer the brokenness of this world and the frailty of our human bodies that does that on its own. God is the one who brings life out of death, who provides food for the hungry and clothing for the naked. We know that it's because of scheming and crooked investments that the poor are kept poor and the wealthy receive power. And we know through all of this life that God promises to be with us and give each and every one of us strength when we feel we're at our weakest. Regardless of what we think of God, In our grief or in our pain, God can take it. Because God is the one who gives us talents and treasures regardless of what we think. Making the sun to shine on both the good and the evil. The rain to fall on both the just and the unjust. And so then the question becomes, how are we called to use the talents that God has given to us, has entrusted to us. You know, the English word talent, meaning a gift or a skill or an ability that we use, comes from this and other parables in Scripture. And because of that, it points to a larger reality than the money, the object of gold or silver or or coin or cash that this parable may be talking about. God has invested in each and every one of you and given you talents beyond our imagination to use for the glory of God and the service of our neighbors. And many of you use those gifts regularly here in this place of worship and in the lives you walk each and every day. You use the talents of music, both with your hands and your voices to enrich our worship, to bring joy and entertainment to the lives of others. You use your time and your compassion to serve the hungry in the food banks that surround us. You use your God-given gifts to connect with people 
in daily conversation, be it in line at the grocery store or wherever else you may meet your neighbor along the way. Investing yourselves into the lives of others and gaining at the same time a new appreciation for the gifts that God has given to you, to the neighbor you meet. As I said with the kids this morning, one of the biggest investments that God has given to each and every one of us is the gift of faith. Faith is a relationship. A living, active proof that God desires more from us than works. That God desires all of us holy. God desires that each and every one of us know the power and the promise of Jesus' resurrection. That the evil and the pain of this world are not the end. And they're not caused by the God who loves us. Faith is the gift that helps us get out of bed each morning and face a day that is more than we may feel we can handle. Faith is the gift that lets us know that God continues to walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death. Faith is the promise that God is here, now, present. Some have been given much. Some have been given little, but everyone is called to the same task. Tend to the Master's gifts, the things that we have so graciously been given. So then the question then becomes, how do we invest our faith? Faith isn't something that grows if we dig a hole and put it in the ground. It's not like putting money into the bank and letting it grow interest. Faith, for faith to grow, it has to be used. It's not something we have, it's something we become. People moved and transformed and led only by the grace of God. Faith grows when it's put to work in worship and praise. Faith grows when we meet our neighbor where they are and serve one another with the compassion and the love of God. This gift, this life of faith is risky. Sometimes God calls us to places that we can't see the ending of. We have no clue where we're going. God calls missionaries to serve in the hostile jungles of South America. Relief workers to clean up the flood-ravaged cities in Texas and Florida. God calls people like you and I to serve here in the streets of Bethlehem Township. For many throughout history, this gift, this faith, the risk has been great for them. But the promise we all receive from God proves that the reward, the reward is far worth it. It doesn't mean that we will never ask questions about God or get angry with what we see around us in this world. It doesn't mean that every day will be spent in some kind of a a spiritual bliss where we're at peace with everything around us. Or that we'll always have the answers to life's difficult questions. But what it does mean is that we have a place to turn when those questions, 
those memories. The world around us weighs us down. Look around you and see this faith community that we share, a good gift of God. This community of saints sitting beside of you is proof, a sign that the Holy Spirit still moves and works in this world here in this place. From the waters of the baptismal font to the meal we share here gathered around this altar. Our reward, the joys of our master, is a real personal relationship with one another and with the God who came to love us. The promise that death is not the end. Continue to invest in the ministries of this church. Continue to invest in one another's lives. Learn and grow together. Share your talents and your gifts with one another and with your neighbors in this world. Continue to know that God has not abandoned us. Know that God continues to strengthen us even when we feel we're at our weakest. Come now to the table and enter the joy of our master. Trusting that God's investment in each and every one of us has been and is worthwhile. Amen.